Hey Tim, what are you drinking today? Well, like most days, I am drinking covert coffee from our friends Brian and Amy Fowler, who have a micro micro roaster, I think that's what it's called, out in Tennessee. They will ship anywhere from their website. And if you mention the podcast, you can get a 10% discount at covertcoffee.com. Hey everyone, welcome to Tim and Sam, Sam and Tim, a podcast where Tim Gillespie and Sam Lenore invite you into a conversation with them and many of their friends where they explore life, faith, modern culture, and friendship. everyone welcome back to sam and tim tim and sam wait i said it's sam and tim tim and sam that's the way see in your heart you know that's the way it should be that's why <laughs> that's probably that's probably true um listen <laughs> we we're just going to try and sneak this one in we each have appointments that we've got to get to but we wanted to um we're kind of we're no, kind of rolling right now our dear listeners don't need to know that our dear all they need to know is that we care so much that we take time to do this record our conversation and we're gonna do it, uh, you know, at our own pace. I thought That's... I thought I was gonna move the momentum along, but you just it's <laughs> like hitting a wall. You just dead stopped us right there. Um, yeah. So we're talking about the one project. This will be chapter two in the one project. Um, yep. And we we've been kind of talking about the milieu and what was going on in the world and in the Seventh Day Adventist Church yeah. as we were moving <clears throat> towards the one project. Hey man, and we we said some things last time because yeah, some people will be listening to this a week later. Um, so if you've been waiting for a week to hear um, what happens next, I just want to say to him that I'm at a place, and I know you are too, where um, we have we have great love for, we've prayed for um, everyone that we talk about, especially those who in the future we're going to talk about also that um, cost us some problems in the middle of this, what has been a beautiful journey. Journey, as they say. Yeah, yeah no, um, so the, so the people we yes. talked about last episode, please, I don't want anyone to walk away from our our podcast or right away or whatever you do after the podcast um, thinking, man, those guys really had, they, they've got some deep-seated problems against, well, not, not, not at all. So, so people have been ruminating on that for a week already. Yeah. At this point, I think what you're saying is a week late. <laughs> 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 but you know That's what? I, I'll own this. I'll own this. I was angry. Hmm. I was absolutely angry because of, of listen, anytime there's spiritual abuse happening, I get very angry. Anytime people try to leverage what, what I've given my life to for their own ends, I have a lot of anger. And while that may not have been the intention, um, I think it happened and it was, there was abuse happening. And that's really, that's really a huge problem. I, theology is hmm. so incredibly important. We can't play with it. We have to be serious about it. Um, and maybe okay. they thought they were being serious, but anyway, anyway, I'll, I'll own my anger. I know you like to, you want people to think that you're just, just, why do you say not, you like people to think? Cause that's how you like, like you like, you like, like it's so Sam's always like, Listen. I know you, you have a darkness. There's a darkness. There's a dark, you. <laughs> <laughs> you're dark, you're dark traveler. <laughs> there's, a, <laughs> there's a darkness in there. Um, 
there is definitely a darkness definitely but but i have been on a a, a bit of a path to um you were gonna say journey again with the accent i you? was gonna say but i don't want to overuse <laughs> overuse that little that little device um i've been on a, listen i've been on a path to i just couldn't i just couldn't we'll get to this too in the future yeah. but i just couldn't keep living in in the in the pit that i was in right for for much longer it was destroying it was really destroying me mm-hmm. and um and i think my process of um transforming as one one of my favorite authors puts it transforming um the pain that i was experiencing at the hands of people and what i was witnessing was to try to learn to to love and pray for the people who um who were doing that so um now i don't i don't agree still and i don't and and wherever possible i'm going to speak against some of the the messaging and the theology that i see as an aberration of the gospel of jesus and what our church is called to do um but i'm not filled with the you know the angst and vitriol vitriol that i used to be towards them no, I think I think none of us are just because time, I think, time heals a lot. And you've done, we're going to talk about this, and we need to spend some time on this when we get there. The way that you handled criticism to me was probably the most God-breathed way of, and, and healthy way I've ever seen somebody deal with criticism. Oh, I don't know. So I just want to affirm you in that. And we'll deal with it later, but... Okay, well, let's deal with it later. But thank you for yeah. that sweet affirmation. As always, Tim, you're you're very affirming, very very kind. Well, Kindness. That's what I think about nice when I think guy. of you. Kindness. Is that it? Is that really it? Because sometimes you text me with things that don't feel like that's what you think. But okay, that maybe I'm I, I'm appreciative that that's how you're lying to our dear listener right now. But so we so we get on these flights to Denver, right? We do we fly together? By the way, I don't. Did we? I can't remember. I don't know if we did. I don't think so, actually. Yeah. Um, I do remember having to do a lot of dancing around my wife, trying to explain to her why I was going to be gone again for right. something that was coming out of pocket to what is it you're doing again? Right. And I said, we're just getting together to to talk and pray, <laughs> et cetera. And she was like, wow, Sam. Wow. So I went, I got, I got permission sort of. And I went. Um, permission is not the word that I would say. Um, but yeah, we try to we try to pitch it to our wives. Like, no, this makes sense. It's important that we be there. And my wife was just like, "Why is it important that you're there?" And I, I didn't have an answer. I was like, "I don't know. It just feels like I need to be there to talk to these guys." And then she's like, "Who?" And well, you're just going to a nondescript hotel. Like you're not even going into Denver. You're just going to a hotel. That's by, like, what is wrong with you guys? And it was a fair question, I suppose. But, but it was it was transformational. It was the we stayed at the Denver holiday, Airport Holiday Inn near the airport. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we got a suite seven twenty. Remember that? Yep. And um, you and I roomed together though, right? We roomed together. Right. And uh, we all met. We all crowded into that room for two days to to talk. And and there was so so in the lead up to it, um, Alex Bryan, who we're gonna have uh, on the show again because we've had him in the past, mm-hmm. um, he asked us all to fast and pray right. in preparation for it. So I did. I went. Yeah. I arrived in Denver very hungry <laughs> and lightheaded. 
because <laughs> fasting is not my thing. I'm doing it today also, by the way, but fasting right. is not my thing. Yeah, I've been doing it for the last um, 40 hours. Should we say why we're fasting? Yeah, it's election day. We can say that. We're recording this on election day. Yeah. Right. So, um, so yeah, I've been fasting for the last 40 hours, which is maybe why I'm so That's honest. That's a long time, Tim. I didn't mean for it to be that long. It just... I, I taught class last night. It got home. I got home late. Didn't feel like eating anything. So, you know, slept and now it's, now it's. Well, you do look a little pale. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I've color corrected this very well. I'm like, I don't look pale at all. Um, I'm going to get a Bravo, Bravo burger breakfast burrito after this though. Cause I don't know what that is, but please don't talk about food when I'm we'll in the middle of trying it. to make it through a day of fasting and prayer. Oh, that's right. Cause you're fasting today. Um, yeah. By the way, just for the record, bless you. He's sneezing right now. It's going to take a while. He sneezes like nine times in a row. Um, um, by the way, I'm I'm going into this election day with a lot of peace. Hmm. And I don't know if that's, you know, spiritual peace that's come from fasting for the last 40 hours and praying through a lot of this, but I have a lot of peace today, which I haven't always had. So, um, well, since we are taking a moment to talk about this and this is going to probably be published way after the election. Right. Um, I have a lot of peace too. And I think I was really moved by your sermon on Sabbath, Tim, this mm. last Sabbath, when you asked your congregation first to fast, which I'm following your instructions. I'm just Thank doing you. it on the wrong day. Cause you said to fast <laughs> <Right>. on Monday, <laughs> <laughs> but I also heard, you know, you, it, it was such a great sermon. And if people have not heard it, they should, um, at the end of it, you, you, you made a couple of comments that stuck with me. It was that uh, you said, no matter no matter what the turn, no matter what happens today and tomorrow or in the coming days, um, God still reigns. Mm -hmm. This is not like the 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 course of history is still God is still above above it all, mm -hmm. um, and that that just gave me such such a sense of of peace and comfort and um certainty if not clarity about the future yeah so yeah, yeah and I, this story plays into it in certain ways as well because yeah. um because there was that fracturedness going into going into our meeting in denver meeting that's almost a like it that formalizes like there was no there was a conference table like there were no minutes taken who who was there Alex Bryan, who um, at that time was um, senior pastor of the Walla Walla University uh, Church mm -hmm. um, and who now serves as chief mission officer for uh, Adventist Health. Mm -hmm. um, Japheth de Oliveira, who at that time was the director of the Center for Youth Evangelism in, at Andrews University in Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, and he was also serving as I think, no, not at that time. He wasn't a chaplain yet, yeah. but he was just a yeah, CYE director. Um, it was you, uh, Timothy J. Gillespie, <laughs> uh, pastor of the Relive Congregation, a congregation within a congregation at Loma Linda University Church, yep. Yep. a thriving community of young adults, um, and um, yours truly. Sam Lenore and Terry Swenson was there and, as well. And Terry Swenson. Uh, who was chaplain of university chaplain at um, Loma Linda University. University. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, if we can kind of run you, we won't, you know, uh, some of what happened there was confidential. Some of it. Yeah. Some of it was confidential. Um, 
we won't we won't you know belay any of that that confidentiality. But I, I'm I'm really grateful for a couple things that happened that day, and the first one did come from Terry Swinson yeah. when we sat down, and he basically said, "I don't really know why we're here, but are we going to be honest or not about what's going on in our lives?" Yeah. And that was a that was a key. Go ahead. Well, what I was going to say, because you know, when you say confidential, I don't want to feed into the conspiracy theories that have yeah. swirled around about it. So when Tim says confidential, it doesn't mean that you know we sacrifice a, a goat and then the <laughs> things that dances around with. That's not what what he means is that when Terry said, "I didn't come all the way here to waste time," right. so if we're going to be real with each other, let's do it or let's not, and that's when the real confessing, the spiritual vomiting, <laughs> <laughs> the that's when it really began. Terry, Terry, he he caused a rupture to happen. Right. And 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 what happened next was such a. That's the part that needs to remain confidential. It was a healing. Um, it was a wave of healing that began right. to pour over us, but it had but, to, but it had to happen after we were all real with right. each other. And I think that that was, I'll be forever grateful for Terry for, for putting us in that mindset because I think that um, w- we were all we were all hurting on so many levels, right? Um, whether it be with family, whether it be with, you know, health issues some of us were going through, whether it be with, um, with just that sense of disappointment in the church, whether it be, you know, frustration in our jobs and some of the people that we worked with. Like, we were able to find a place to confess that in community that was safe and man if you don't have that in your life like you got to get it you got to find it as quick as you can because it was the catharsis of letting that out and then being able to have a real conversation we would not have had a one project had we not been able to get that deeply intimate with each other for lack of a better term Right. Honest, honest, maybe is a better word than intimate, like honest with one another about what's going on in our lives as, as, as people of faith, as men, as husbands and fathers and as employees and employers. Like that was, Hmm. that was Christian community, right? That was, and that's why when we say the term brotherhood, we don't mean that from an exclusive kind of, you know, women can't be involved in that. It would have been inappropriate for us to have gone and hung out in a hotel room with women who were not our wives in yeah. that sort of a setting, in my opinion. And so it happened to be that it was men. I don't want there to be any like idea yeah. that it was exclusive from women. Just the the calling on our hearts that day, like it was a it was men sitting in a room, you know, opening you can, up. You can hear like even you saying that you can hear the the soft place of sensitivity because of what we were what we've been accused of for many years is about oh, that was just a, a group of guys where you know that it, we had no intention of excluding anyone that day that was not the that was not the issue it was just it was just a group of friends who had been dialoguing about getting together to discuss things and um and the look as you said the I, we I think I had talked for years because you're supposed to as a pastor talk about community and how important it is to have a group of people that you can be real with. And, uh, um, but I had never quite experienced it like that. Uh, And that's the gift that Terry gave us is that that to really, um, to really help us to come to the place where we could trust each other, 
and and you were trusting somebody you had never really like talked yeah. to yet you know before but 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 the the air of permission and confidentiality and um the awareness that we could actually say something without being threatened or um this is the place where you could say what was going on in your life without fear of any kind of retribution or consequence um that would destroy your ministry in any way like you could actually say things there that is so invaluable man that you you said it we we all need a place like that yeah a place and a it, place where we can actually be real with each other that way what was interesting to me is that we did not go into that that time that season whatever you want to call it we did not go in thinking a it was sustainable it was something that would would beget something else it was literally, we got to get together and talk. And we've been involved in this conversation kind of online that that seems to be sort of important. I wonder why that's important. And then Terry opened up a whole nother level for us of, hey, this is important <clears throat> as as human beings. Like it started mm -hmm. there. It didn't start from a place of like, we're professional ministers and, and we need to talk about the state of the church or this or that. It didn't start that way. It started from like, and then it moved from that like kind of... Um, kind of confession it moved to hey why are why did we get into ministry in the first place hmm. as i remember it maybe maybe yeah. you remember the conversation oh, yeah, differently that's exactly it yeah but but we began to talk about why we got into ministry if it's as hard and as bad at times as it is and and we've sensed some brokenness and and needs some healing why did we get into this in the first place and to me that was that was the pivot for hmm. me because when we began to talk about our calling to ministry and we began to talk about why we believe and what we believe in that there, there was some, like it was a watershed moment for me. Mm. Um, you know, go, go. For, for me, there was some, some, this is, this is the part of the conversation that, get, that gets, um, I, I understand why people get nervous when mm. I talk this way. So, but here it is. We're being honest. Here it is. Um, th there was something beyond being able to explain it in words that happened for me. Mm -hmm. And the, the only way I can actually, and as I, I try to explain it with words, I realize this is it's already an, in, in an inadequate way to explain it. And I know a lot, like most of us have been through an experience like that, either yeah. through music you've heard or a, 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 like a beautiful scene you've, you've seen, you know, you're maybe driving into the valley in Yosemite and your first time and that's, you're overwhelmed by that. Think about that in a, like to a factor of a thousand, like a, yeah. multiply it by a thousand. And that is what I experienced. It was like the, the very presence of Jesus was in the room with us. Mm -hmm. like we were praying for each other and something manifested itself in the room in a more powerful way than I've ever experienced in my life. Mm -hmm. I, like I can say without a doubt, um, Jesus was present. Yeah. Um, I know, and here, here come the labels, all oh, you mystics. And I'm like, well, if that's the language you wanna use, great. Whatever, however you wanna describe this, but it's all over scripture. And we pray yeah. about this, we talk about it, we sing about it every time we're together. Right. You know? And, but yet, um, to have experienced it at that level, in that in that 
um, that way. Um, and and look, I, I, again, the reason why people are uncomfortable with this language, and they've always been uncomfortable with this language. Anytime anyone right. be, tries to describe this for two thousand years of Christianity, um, there's like the there's like no, that's not that our faith has to be concrete, rational, like that. You can't uh, you can't s surrender to that kind of experience and call it um, call it viable or legitimate. <laughs> um, but yet, for unless me, you've experienced it. It, it, exactly for those who have there's no right. denying it this is this is what happened yeah no um, what is it um i don't know if it's Brueggemann who who wrote um the the holy spirit the shy member of the trinity was that Brueggemann? uh bruner bruner bruner, bruner, bruner okay. says where jesus is where jesus is the most um what do you say most focused on the holy spirit is the most present mm. and and i i'm with you man there was a I keep thinking of that song. There's another in the fire, right? Mm. It was like, oh, that I needed that song there, because as we were confessing, as we were sharing, as we were just being open with one another, there was a holiness, there was a a divinity, mm. for lack of a better term, in the room, of of this is like this is the this is sacred. What is happening is sacred. I think we all sensed it. It wasn't like, oh, did you feel that? Oh, the whole like it wasn't like that. It was just as the conversation went on during the day, there was a sense of there was a sense of hope in the midst mm. of some pain. There was this absolute <clears throat> undeniable bond and um I, I just think there was such a presence of Jesus in that room. The Holy mm. Spirit was so with clarity there. And and I'm using those words interchangeably because we mm. do believe in you know, the Trinity. Um, I, I use the presence of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Those are the same things. And of, and the presence of God. Um, so, so powerfully that it was, it was kind of shocking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's, I don't think was, we ever stopped and went, he's here. Like, it never got like that. I think we all just, yeah. by the time we went to lunch after that first session, whatever you want to call it, we were like, something's going on. Yeah, like we knew our lives are going to be before and after this experience. Yeah, yeah this is um, a holy moment. This is like the BCAD situation. Yeah. Do you know you know what strikes me Tim is that we we're it's we're part of a we're, it's always been like that from from Acts 2 on. Like Acts right. 2. What was it? What was it that landed on their heads? Tongues of fire, like something like tongues of fire. We don't even know. It's like some, like the, the the people who have lived through something like that have have the the wackiest words to describe it. Right. That is right. that are always going to make you sound like what are you talking about, man? Like like a tongue of fire landed on your head. I don't. Know. Right. Um. And and throughout his like Catherine of Siena, you know, mm -hmm. the, the writings are are like, was she crazy? Right. Or did she go? Ellen um, White. Ellen, Ellen White. Wesley, Wesley, the burning in my heart, like the, yeah. the warming in my heart. Like what? what I think the term. I think the term that we have used probably most prominently through this is the sacred echo. Yeah. Right. That's the term that we've used. There's this. There's this resonance. Like there's a. There's a a pitch, that we were all hearing, at mm. the same time. You're right. The words that's such that's so great the tongues of fire that's so great because you could tell you can tell when you're reading acts 2 they were like we don't yeah. we don't i go 
tongues of fire sounds as good as anything you know cats of the spirit like let's just come up with something because we don't know how to say this and you gotta you gotta love michelangelo going how am i gonna represent those things (laughs) bring me an actual tongue that i can draw i'm gonna put it on this guy's head yeah no um that's so that's so true isn't it that's so true man yeah and um yeah do you remember do you remember breaking the fast first of all what a sweet that was um what a sweet thing all our meals Mm-hmm. During those two days, to and this since day. then, to this day, have been have been just they're holy, holy experiences. Yeah, like yeah eating when, together is just a, an amazing thing. When we get together, and and you know we do that now to plan and to to organize and and that sort of thing in different parts of the world and parts of the country. I I you know whatever I like hanging out with everybody, but I like when we head to a restaurant to sit down together. Mm-hmm. There is there it's a holy moment, man. And it's so cool. It's just so reminiscent, which it's communion, right? That's what mm. I think that's what the fir- the early church, you know, when they talked about breaking bread together, this is my body, this is my blood. Like they like they were talking about lunch. They weren't talking mm. about the the ritual that we've made it into. They were talking about lunch. They were talking about dinner. Like we can't, the conversation continues, right? That's the way it's supposed to be. It doesn't matter if you're in, you know, if you're in Taco Bell or if you're in, you know, Morton Steakhouse, yes. which I mean, I would choose one over the other every time. Um, <laughs> we be nourished. We we were uh, being nourished spiritually and by the bond of our friendship and also by real food. Uh, mm-hmm. And by the way, dear listener, we do not skimp on the food. We go all out. When, we, when, we, you eat, when you eat together, you eat well. Man, yeah. Um, and then should we is it safe to say that the tradition has always been to go see a movie? Yeah, at this Together? point, if at people point, don't we know that, that we right? go see movies, <laughs> like you, have not you know what? Ironic. I bet you've never thought of this. What's Ironically, that? the movie we saw. I know the movie in- we saw. Inception. Inception. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, have you ever thought about? I mean, the wow, Inception. <laughs> that is the film that we saw at the birth that's, of the One Project. That's so funny, isn't it? That's so. Yeah. I, we could we could allegorize that to the ends of the earth. We probably shouldn't. Probably um, shouldn't, yeah. But no, it was, and it, what was weird is that the momentum of that didn't kind of stop. And a couple other people joined us via Zoom or via FaceTime. I don't know what technology we were using back then. It wasn't Zoom. Tele- right? Telephone. It was. T- telephonographic yeah, device. That's that's right. It was telephone, wasn't it? It was Eddie Hippolyte and it was, um, it was Danny Hernandez. Danny Hernandez. Danny Hernandez was in Florida mm-hmm. at that time pastoring, and Eddie Hippolyte was working in London. Yeah, as the youth England. director. Yeah. Or associate youth director, I think, at the time. Yeah. In South England Conference. And they joined for a while, but obviously that's kind of an unsustainable um, model yeah. at the time. Um, yeah. And, and just the – for me, when it turned to calling, which I think was after that first lunch, like, why mm-hmm. are we ministers? Why do we do this? And we and we began to like deconstruct what we were doing and getting down to why we were doing it and why we had started to do it. And what I thought was interesting is that the call did not supersede the one who called us. 
Hmm. Right? Like that's what we, as we deconstructed the call and got through the work that we do and, and the ministries that we run and that sort of thing, and then the theology that we believe in, like we we all kind of made it to the core thing, which is just this incredibly deep love for Jesus. Hmm. And and what I sensed, and and I we've never talked about this, I don't think, in this way. What I sensed was a a deep absence that we all fell felt for that. Does that make sense? Is that the yeah. right word? I'm not sure that's the right word. Um, a deficit. Yeah. Yeah. Like to to quote one of our professors, a Jesus deficit disorder that we were all <laughs> experiencing in our lives and in our ministry, not not because we weren't focused on the gospel, if you will, but that that person of Jesus hmm. was secondary to the theology, was secondary to the work, was secondary to the 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 life, the family, the the labels, like the Jesus, like like we had all somehow been lacking a high Christology in our own experience. Is hmm. that right? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. No, Feel free to yeah, push back definitely. on that. No, that is that was exactly it. It was it was we were becoming focused in um and I don't even think look for me you've you've put, you've had better language to describe this than I have. Um uh, for me it was never that Jesus was completely absent. Um it was right. just part of like a but he was he was part of the the hierarchy of beliefs. Like there's right. he's he's number 4. Mm-hmm. on our list of beliefs right. of, of 28 fund- statements of fundamental belief. He's, he's, he's one of the books that right. Ellen White wrote. He's one, of the, like, he's, he's one of the protagonists of the Gospels. Right. It was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's the given. Yeah, well, I mean, we wouldn't be here if you didn't like, right. believe in Jesus. But like, I had been preaching grace for years, and I think relatively powerfully, but right. I had forgotten about the one who gives grace. Right, which is weird, like a, a grace at not absent of Jesus, but again, like that's the that's the given. Well, yeah, it comes from somewhere, but but somehow I miss the importance of of that. I think, yeah, yeah, and and leaving so leaving Denver was a like I knew I knew first my preaching is going to change. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Like I, yeah. I know that the second half of my ministry, it was going to be the second half of my ministry in, in right. this, on this world, in this planet, is going to be Christological. I like to say, you know, you know, I've been really influenced by the writings of uh, uh, Michael Gorman. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, his focus on Jesus, he, he says, once you, once you understand where the source of everything is, everything gets reconfigured. Mm-hmm. and align to point to it. Right. Um, so the, the Christological, as I referenced here before, reconfiguration of all things began for me in, in my preaching. I knew whatever I'm preaching this weekend, it, it will be Jesus. That'll right. be central. And I, can, and I can say without, you know, um, without hesitation, the last 10 years of my preaching has always been gospel, has yep. been Jesus, uh, yeah. always. 100%. Now, there's always. There's always been something... It, no matter what the text, the topic, it's always been, um, and I don't, I don't know if I could say that that was the case before. No, no. In fact, I remember sitting just a few years ago, sitting with some guys putting together a, a schedule for preaching. And 
I was kind of flabbergasted of where they were going topically and this and that. And I was like, no, that's, I don't think I can do that because every week is Jesus. Mm. And um, I don't think we're done talking about Denver because there are a few other things that I think happened that we need to talk about kind of organizationally. But I think we can leave that to a, to the next time. Like we let's let's move through this story at a snail's pace. I got it. You got it. You got it. I think. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, and this um, may be a good time. You know what? Maybe if the next one we bring in JFIT would be a good time to start talking about the organization of that situation a little bit. Because yeah. he does that more than the rest of us, I think, <laughs> for sure. Um, listen, friends, family, this is uh, Tim and Sam, Sam and Tim. I said it correctly that time. Um, <laughs> and we've been so blessed by your willingness to go along on yet another journey with us. This one's going to take a while, folks, and we really appreciate you being with us. Sam, um, you have a great day. All right. It is again, it is and election you. day. So prayers, um, prayers and fasting as we're, we're doing that today. And, uh, mm. may God bless all of us. And by the time you hear this, um, we hope that we hope that <laughs> things have gotten <laughs> like normalized a little bit, whatever that means. Yeah. All right, you guys, thanks for being with us. We'll see ya. Our podcast and its theme music is produced by Michael Lenore, and our content manager is Teresa Rojas. Tim is the lead pastor of Crosswalk Church in Redlands, California, and Sam oversees spiritual care for Adventist Health. Thank you for joining them for today's conversation. For more information on what they have going on or to support their ministry financially, visit www.samandtim.com. That is S-A-M, the letter N, T-I-M.com.